0: another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast through jconline.com and SoundCloud appreciate you stopping by uh, we're here to talk about Purdue's seventy-one sixty-eight loss at Minnesota first of all shout out to Alan who emailed me and said he's a regular listener after basketball and football games so we'll give you a shout out and if you'd like a shout out just send me an email we might shout you out Anyway, uh, another tough loss for Purdue, Uh, another tough road loss for Purdue, you know, they lost at one point, lost by one point at Maryland after leading late, lose by three points tonight after leading late. Now Purdue has closed out games at Michigan State and Ohio State, Uh, didn't close them out against Maryland and Minnesota. Um, What does it mean? It means on some nights they can do it, and on other nights they can't. Uh, What prevented them tonight from doing it? Well, a couple things. Number one, Marcus Carr got hot late, and Purdue did a really good job defensively on him in the two games. Because basically he was quiet from a scoring standpoint for nearly 80 minutes. When you factor in the game at Mackey Arena on January 30th, and then tonight's game for... 79 of the 80 minutes, he was pretty quiet. He had 11 points going into the final minute of the game, and he ended up scoring 8 of Minnesota's last 10 points, 2 three-pointers, and then a couple free throws on a questionable block charge call, which ended up being a block on Mason Gillis which took him out of the game because it was his fifth foul. So weird stuff like that started happening late. And this is what happens when you don't close out teams earlier. Weird things happen. And, you know, Matt Painter talked about it after the game. He goes, crazy stuff happens when you're in these situations. And crazy things did happen in this game. You know, Purdue couldn't get the bounces to go their way um, you know they make a tremendous block on a on a driving layup but can't secure the the rebound and I believe it goes to Carr who hits a three-pointer you know this is you know this is probably with a minute to go and then you have the block charge situation which it, it's it was a 50-50 call when you looked at the replay uh, was Gillis moving maybe slightly. Uh, you know, if they, if, they, if they call it the other way, then Minnesota's complaining about it. And Painter really didn't complain about that call after the game, knowing it's a 50-50 call and knowing that it could go either way. And uh, coaches and fans and everybody just wants consistency uh, in that situation. But, you know, and then the car comes down and uh banks a three-pointer in, so a guy that really hasn't been hasn't been a factor, big factor from a scoring standpoint, gets hot at the wrong time for Purdue, the right time for his team, and all of a sudden, Purdue, which had a six-point lead with about 3.40 to go, and a five-point lead with two minutes to go, finds itself behind. So Purdue calls a timeout. You, know, you, you all watch the game. You know, you know what happened. And you know Trayvon Williams has called for traveling. Now the initial look said that he didn't travel. Um, I don't believe he was fouled either. But I don't. I don't believe he traveled. <laughs> there should have been nothing. You know Williams should have been allowed to go up and try to put Purdue ahead with. Uh, with with the with seven or eight seconds on the clock, um, but it, you know I, I didn't think it was a travel. You know Painter didn't think it was a travel. Uh, obviously Travion didn't think it was a travel. But those are the crazy things that happen when when you put yourself in these situations. And like the Maryland game, Purdue had numerous opportunities in the second half to create more of a separation uh... between themselves and minnesota they didn't do it um, is that just a young team i would say no it's just not getting it done getting the stop that you need and getting the, the basket that you need to take a four point lead to a six point six point lead or um... You know, Purdue was woeful from the three-point shooting line tonight. Two of 17. Uh, you know, you get one of those threes to go. Uh, and then a, a five-point lead's an eight-point lead. And, you know, so on and so forth. But Purdue did not push the lead out like it should have. Um, against Minnesota. It didn't do it against Maryland. But, it, you know, it's done it in other games. It's been able to close out games. Been able to close out... You know Northwestern at home. You're able. They've been able to close out uh, Penn State at home. You know they closed out this same Minnesota team at home uh, less than two weeks ago. So uh, is it the difference between home and away? Maybe a little bit. But you know they they've proven they can do it. You know they'll do it again. You know the, the, we're getting late in the season where uh, what happened tonight really can't happen again. And Purdue's still comfortably in the NCAA tournament. Um, they're just playing for seating right now, whether they end up with a 5, a 6, a 7. You know, it just all depends how these final weeks go. And I thought Purdue maybe had an outside shot based on the quality of some of their wins uh, to maybe sneak in to... Maybe the last number four seed in the tournament because coming up on Saturday the NCAA committee will do its uh, will will tell you where things stand probably through Friday's games or Thursday's games as far as the the top four seeds and the four di- four different regions, whatever they're gonna be called this year as you know the, the whole tournament's gonna to be played in Indianapolis so you don't have. I don't believe you'll have East, West, Midwest, <laughs> South. I don't believe that. Maybe maybe they will name him that. It'd be cool if they named him after... Like... Uh, Oscar Robertson, Larry Bird. Uh, Indiana basketball greats. Uh, and I know we have more greats. Indiana basketball greats than four. But George McGinnis... Uh, I mean, you go right down the line. John Wood, uh, although, you know, he's more associated with UCLA than Indiana, but um, he was an All-American at Purdue. But, you know, name them after superstars of Indiana basketball or, uh, or, or college basketball. You know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, that would be something cool to say that, yeah, our team won the Oscar Rob- Robertson Regional of the 2021 Uh NCAA tournament. Instead, this is some bland Region 1, Region 2, Region 3, Region 4. I mean, I know I'm off track here, but why not? Why not Why not put... Why not spice it up a little bit? That would be my recommendation for the committee. Uh, but anyway, that comes out Saturday, so I, I, I don't think now you'll see Purdue anywhere close to the... the you know, among the top 16 teams there. And I just thought maybe an outside chance if they had a won Thursday they might have they might have snuck in there at the last spot. But I don't I don't think that's the case now. I mean tonight would have been a quad one win for Purdue. Uh, because, you know, you get quad one wins through three different methods by beating a team ranked in the top seventy five on the road, which Minnesota's around fifty, I believe, or beating a a team at home that's ranked in the top 30 and then a neutral court team that's ranked in the in the top 50 so this would have been a quad one win they still have an opportunity to go to penn state and get a quad one win quad one win or quad one victory which is easier to say um so that that's still on the table for them but again i I don't i don't know if they can move up a whole lot based on where they're at right now we in We're basing that just on projections that the so-called bracketologists are doing right now. Uh, I I don't know if Purdue can get to a number four seed in the NCAA tournament. Or I don't know if they're going to fall much farther. Now, an extended losing streak would would drop them. But, you know, if they take care of their business, they should get two games in Nebraska, which they they should be able to handle. Uh, You've got home games against Wisconsin and Indiana. Uh, coming up uh, along with uh, Tuesday's game against Michigan State but the bigger goal for Purdue is still to try to get that number four seed in the Big Ten tournament Um, you know this was this was a little bit of a a damaging loss from that perspective Um, you know Purdue's just a game back of Wisconsin which sits in fourth place right now as I mentioned still got a game against Wisconsin so you know it's not off the table yet um, but when you when you lose a game like this you know couple it with Maryland that's that's two games that you had one in the in the final three two three minutes of the game you know you close that out you're looking at you know a team that would be 10 and 4 in the Big Ten right now uh, and tied with Ohio State which is 10 and 4 and Purdue has that tiebreaker because they beat the Buckeyes twice so you'd be looking at a team right now that would be in third place tied for I believe tied for third but have the number three seed in the big Ten tournament but because they didn't hold on to that those two games you know they're gonna be kind of be fighting for their lives but it's similar to the NCAA tournament you know Purdue can get I think Purdue can get to number four in the big Ten tournament I think that's their ceiling I, I, I don't, and again unless there's a extended losing streak here, um, you know, I think they're going to probably finish anywhere five, six, seven. Uh, could drop to eight based, based on tiebreakers. You know, this is you know a crazy year because not not everybody's going to play the same number of games. It's just it's just the way it's going to be. But it was a tough game for Purdue to lose because they had it. Uh, Minnesota's not world beaters either, was Maryland. Um, so you didn't lose to a, a high level. Uh, Big Ten team, You, you lost to a good Big Ten team that has some pieces and they've got a great score in Marcus Carr, but you know, Purdue was in control of this game for the longest time and you know, they've got to figure out a way to avoid these kind of situations coming up you know, put the game away with 10 minutes to go in the second half and stretch that lead whether it's a defensive stop an offensive play something to stretch that lead um, but, you know, Purdue got, you know, great minutes from Travion Williams, 24 points, 10 rebounds, scored 13 points during one stretch straight produced, he scored 13 straight points for Purdue. Uh, Zach Eady came in when, when, uh, Travion picked up some fouls, uh, those two combined for 37 points and that's, that, that's pretty good for the center spot, um. And we know Purdue plays through its post so they're going to get a lot of opportunities uh, but you know Mason Gillis I thought had a really good game he impacted the game beyond scoring you know if you remember the if you remember the one play toward the end I think Purdue's down two less than a minute to go I think Travion goes up doesn't hit it goes up again doesn't hit it off his second miss Gillis taps the ball in the direction of the rim where Travion gets it, misses again. Sorry, I think Travion gets it and then dunks it which tied the game. It was plays like that, I think, from Gillis that just shows his value and his worth uh, to this team. And he hit a big three-pointer that should have been the dagger. Should have put Purdue over the top to put him up by five with two minutes to go. I mean, That should have been the that should have been the game right there. Purdue should have sealed that game at that moment when Mason Gillis hits that shot. But you know, they didn't but I thought Gillis really had a had a had a good game. You know, he, I think he finished with four points, five points, but he had eight rebounds, didn't have a turnover in twenty five minutes, a couple assists to steal. Um it just I, I thought he played really well on both ends. Um you know Brandon Newman and Jaden I- Ivey struggled. Uh, Jaden is struggling with his outside shot. They're going to give him uh, they're going to give him those outside shots until he proves that he can hit them. Um, and even though he hit the game-winner at Ohio State, uh, teams just like Painter does, they you don't know, play the percentages. And it's almost to the point where you know Jaden Ivey probably should not be taking three pointers. Any move he makes should be going to the basket. And that should be his focus, is getting to the basket, either getting fouled or finishing, hitting his free throws. And then his his three-point shot will come. His perimeter game will come. But right now, it's not consistent enough. Uh, I think he was one for eight tonight. Uh, And you can tell when Brandon Newman hesitates, he's not going to hit the shot. Excuse me, but he's not going to hit the shot. He's a catch and shoot guy. And the more he does that in rhythm, the better off he's going to be. But there were a couple times tonight, I know he forced one in the first half that, you know, just had no business shooting. And that's, you know, Painter calls those turnovers, even though they don't show up as turnovers, but those are turnovers. Because it's a bad shot, you don't get the offensive rebound. Hey. <coughs> Excuse me. So. You know, freshmen still are up and down. uh, Having some struggles here and there. But, um, you know, they'll be fine. They'll be fine in the end. Um, You know, Purdue now needs to uh, figure out a way to string some wins together. Um, And they'll have that opportunity uh, coming up Tuesday at Michigan State, or, or at home against Michigan State. And then... Um, we'll go to Nebraska after that and somewhere before the end of the year i think you know Purdue's going to get that home game with Nebraska and um Purdue yeah Purdue should get that home game against Nebraska and uh, they should be able to fit that in but you know a tough loss for Purdue tonight um a game they 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 should have won um you know now they need to to really buckle down and when they get in that situation again to 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 avoid letting letting these leads slip away because they'll start to haunt you a little bit. I mean you gain confidence when you can close them out, like they did at Michigan State and Ohio State. But now you know it can wear on you a little bit. You know, you're gonna have to fight through some things the next time they're in that situation. And that could be Tuesday, uh Against uh, Michigan State, could be the road game at Penn State, could be Wisconsin at home, could be Indiana at home. So they're going to have to close one of those out again, close one of those games out again, to to, to probably get back on track uh, from a mental standpoint. All right, well we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, again, Purdue next in action on Tuesday at uh, against Michigan State at uh, Mackey Arena. Uh, so. Thank you for for listening, and if you'd like to get a shout out, send me an email or DM me on Twitter, and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Otherwise, have a good day, and again, thanks for stopping by.